0: Good morning, good morning. How are we doing today? Happy New Year's to everyone. It is 2017. Can we just make some noise that we all have made it thus far? Yes. I didn't think some of us were going to do it, but we did, right? Uh, how was our Christmas? Did you guys have a good Christmas? Yeah? Good? Do you guys enjoy time with your family? How about Christmas Eve? Did you guys enjoy the, the services here on Christmas Eve? Good, praise God. It was an awesome night. Uh, do we have two o'clockers here in the house? Who was at the two o'clock? Four o'clock? Six o'clock? Eight o'clock? How about 11? All right. Yeah, that was, that was one of my favorite services uh, for sure uh, that we've ever done. So thank you guys so much for being here today. Uh, it's going to be an amazing year, 2017. And my question today is, do you believe that this is going to be your best year yet? All right, turn to your neighbor, tell them this is going to be your best year yet. Turn to your, turn, tell him it's, it's going to be your best year yet. I just, I just want to ask you guys, did any of you have dreams last night that you felt like you were in like a war combat zone? Was that just me? Like our next door neighbors were lighting off these firecrackers till like two in the morning and I kept waking up thinking I was in like Vietnam or something. Um, thank you guys for being here today. Uh, today's sermon is labeled as the pathway to greatness. Okay. If you have notes, if you have a, a, bulletin, uh, bring out your pen. If you have a phone, break out your phone, uh, whatever you need to do to take some notes, break it out right now. Cause I want you guys to write these things down. Uh, today's sermon is the pathway to greatness. I love dreams. I love vision. I love goals. I love planning. I love new year's resolutions. Uh, But that is not what today is about. Today is not a Tony Robbins, uh, Les Brown, TED Talk, okay? I love those guys, but I'm no motivational speaker, okay? But I believe truly that God has something he wants to tell you today, all right? There are six questions that if you ask yourself every day for the next year, this will be your best year yet, okay? So I just, you guys got your notes? You got your, your pens, ask your neighbors. You got something to take notes with? Just ask them, you ready? All right. Well, before we continue, um, let me pray for us, and let's let's do it. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for January 1st, uh, what this represents, this, this new opportunity, this new year. God, what you want to do in our hearts, in our lives, and the way you want to move in us and through us. God, we dedicate this year to you. We dedicate our lives to you. We thank you for what you're going to do. Speak today. God, get me out of the way, and may your words, God, come through me. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, six questions. So starting with question number one, this is a question we can ask ourselves every single day for the next year, all right? And question number one is, is have I truly connected with my heavenly Father today? Have I truly connected with my heavenly Father today? John 15, 4 through 5. It says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I love this question. Have I truly connected with my heavenly Father today? Right? Have I truly connected Because apart from us this year, we can do nothing. I love this thing because, you know, you and I, we can read our Bible, we can pray, we can go to church, we can be in a small group, but it doesn't mean that we are connecting with our Heavenly Father. There are people that can go 20 years of their lives to church and never connect with their Father. I know for myself, right, I work in the church, I can go months, right, where I'm doing stuff for God and I can miss out on God himself, The question is, have I truly connected with my Heavenly Father today? Have I truly connected with Him? Because this year, He wants this to be your best year. But what this verse is saying is, apart from Him, we can do nothing. You want to bear fruit this year, right? You want to be great this year. And God wants to do great things for you. We all have New Year's resolutions, but I'm going to tell you today, God can far outseed, He can far exceed your New Year's resolutions when you're connecting with Him Every day, right? And um, I, I've got this illustration here, and you guys are like, what in the world is this sink doing back here? Well, I hope this works. If not, boom. All right. It happened. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, so this sink right here, all right, this represents our uh, our opportunity to get filled with God, right? God's faucet is always on. Our opportunity to connect, to have the streams of living water, right? I know some of you in the first rows can't see it, um, but the sink is on. You can hear it, right? The faucet's running. Our opportunity to, to, to drink from the streams of living water isn't from 9 to 5, you know, Monday through Friday. It's anytime, anywhere, any day, anyhow, God wants us to connect with him. See, sin, sin is like salt water, It quenches our thirst for a second, but then we become more thirsty, right? It'll quench your thirst for a second, but it'll only leave you more thirsty, right? And Jesus is saying, come to me because I am the living water. Everyone who drinks of me will be full of life. And Jesus, our opportunity to connect with our Father is every day, anytime, anywhere, all right? You guys got that? Have I truly connected with my Heavenly Father today? I'm going to let you guys know that yesterday... I learned more about plumbing than I ever knew to make that happen, all right? I started with a 90-gallon-an-hour pump, and it does not, just so you know, if you're trying to make this happen, it will not produce enough pressure to come out of the faucet. You need to get a 160-gallon-an-hour pump, all right? Write that down. I tell you, yeah, I'm like, you need plumbing? I, I got you. Question number two, uh, before this quote, if you want to be great this year, you have to be connected. We got that. Question number one, have I truly connected with my heavenly father? Question number two, today have I invited Jesus to walk me through my past so that he can heal my heart for the future. Today have I invited Jesus to walk me through my past so he can heal my heart for the future. Can you put that question on the screen, Deb? Today I've invited Jesus to walk me through my past so that he can heal my heart for the future. I love this question because you and I are our past, right? It's a beautiful place. It's our story. It's the one thing that none of us, no one can ever take away from you. No one can ever take away from me is my story, right? But our past can either set us up for success or our past can set us up for failure. This quote here, it says, your past will be the one thing that holds you back this year from greatness or the one thing that slingshots you towards it, right? We all have a childhood. We all have things. We, we can be late in our years, but we can have things that have happened years ago that are still, right, they're still bothering us every day. There's things in our lives that still, right, we all have childhoods, we all go through adolescence, we all go through adulthood into our lives, right, and we all have these different things that have happened into our lives, and and, and the question is, have I invited Jesus to walk me through my past so that he can heal my heart for the future? See, what God wants to do is he wants you to present your past. He wants to present your pain before him every day. He wants you to present it before him. He wants you to not just sweep it under the rug this year. He doesn't want you to bury it in the closet this year. He wants you to bring it out before him. And he's going to show you what he thinks about your past. He's going to show you what he thinks about your pain. I love this quote, because eventually your pain will become your platform. Say that with me. Your pain will become your platform. God wants to take the pain in your life. Some of you have experienced that, right? The greatest pain you have in your life has now become the platform that God has given you to speak into other people, right? Some of you have experienced that in your life. And for those who haven't, that's what God wants to do. He wants to take the deepest things, the things we've gone through, the things, the tragedies in our lives. But every day we have to present these things before God. I love this scripture verse, Second um, Corinthians five seventeen. It says, therefore, anyone... Is in Christ. The new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. Jesus wants your heart to be whole. This is going to be your best year yet if you invite Jesus every day. Right? He's going to heal your heart. Can you imagine what our community is going to look like with people that have whole hearts? This is going to be your best year yet if we invite Jesus daily to walk us through our past to heal our heart for the future. Question number three. You guys with me? All right. Question number three is: Have I taken every precaution to eliminate the opportunity to sin in my life today? I love this question. Matthew five twenty nine through thirty. It says, "If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body." to go into hell. I'm not trying to be legalistic today, right? I'm not trying to say, hey, you know, live in a bubble, like just avoid sin. This question isn't saying, you know, we can't eliminate sin in this world, right? But what you and I can do is we can eliminate the opportunity to sin. What are the opportunities in your life? What are the environments that you continue to place yourself in year after year, right? You expect this year to be your best year yet. You expect this year for you to not go back to what you've been through, but you continue to put yourself in the exact same environment, right? And you expect a different result. You think that magically one day that you're just gonna stop wanting those different things in your life. You think that one day that magically that you're just gonna continue to hang out with these different people, that you're gonna just magically make a better choice, right? And this quote says, this longer we continue to compromise, the sooner it will lead to your demise. And uh, there's this this quote here. It says, the day that you and I think we're not in a war is the day the enemy is won. The day you think that you and I are not in a war is the day the enemy is won. Because this year, the enemy, he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants this to be your worst year yet, right? And so our opportunity is to eliminate every opportunity to sin. I know married men in my life, right, they won't even ride in a car with another female. I, I was talking to this question with one of my best friends, and uh, he's like, man, he's like, you're stepping on my toes. He's like, I don't like this question. You're stepping, you're making me change how I live. He's like, I don't like this question. He's like, I like going to the gym, man. He's like, but I, I, if you're saying I need to eliminate every opportunity, he goes, I can't keep putting myself into the same environment expecting a different result. And I just looked at him and put my hand on his shoulder. I go, dude, it doesn't matter how many times you go to the gym, you're still going to be ugly. <laughs> I said, I'm just kidding, man. No. And See, that's the thing. And I was just, he's one of my best friends. I can say that to him. But if we continue to put ourselves in these same environments year after year, Right? We keep putting ourselves in these same places. We keep going to these same bars and expect one day we're just going to start making good choices. This scripture verse, Proverbs 28, 26, says, Those who trust themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. Matthew 16, 26 says, What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Because the longer you and I, we continue to compromise, the sooner it will lead to your demise. This year, the more you continue to compromise, the sooner it will lead to your demise. Have I taken every precaution to eliminate the opportunity to sin in my life? Ask yourself that question every day. This will be an amazing year. Question number four. Who will I be vulnerable with today and open up with what I'm truly going through? Who will I be vulnerable with today and open up to with what I'm truly going through? I love this question. Um, The story of my life, I was in school uh, in West Palm, and I was at school, and I'm working there, and I'll start working at this church, and I'm honestly just getting burned out, and I'm like, church isn't for me. This church, I love Jesus, but working in this church is just like, oh, my goodness, like this is so much work, you know, and, and the, the heart behind it, I was questioning these different things. And um, I stopped going, I stopped working at this church, and I, I took a season where I stopped going to church. I was just burned out. I still love Jesus, right, but it's just church life. I don't know if you guys have experienced that before. I can guarantee this is an amazing church family. But there was a season where I was there where I was burnt out, right, and so this person invited me to this, this other church plant. It was new, it was a startup. And he invited me to go there. And uh, as I walked through the door, this was about my second or third time, someone asked me, I said, Ethan, how are you doing? Right? How are you doing? And I, I started rattling off all the things I was doing. I was like, I'm great, you know? I'm great. The band's doing well. Yeah, uh, there's nonprofits going good. I've got these dreams. I've got all these things that I want to accomplish in my life. And he just stops me. He, he says, Ethan, I didn't ask what you were doing. I asked how you are doing, right? And that's the society that you and I, we live in. We're all about productivity, right? Because the more productive you are, the better you are, Right? and no one's connected with anybody around us. The question is, who will I be vulnerable with today and actually share what I'm going through? See, you and I, we have this need to be validated, this need to be loved. But if we never share what we're truly going through, we'll never be validated, and we'll never be actually loved. We can be in this huge sea of people here, right? And you could be the loneliest person, Right? You can be in this massive crowd, but be living on an island. And that's not what God wants for you this year. He wants this to be your best year yet. I'll never forget this story. This guy's late in his 60s. This is a couple years ago. And I was meeting with him, and I started sharing. I started to open up kind of some struggles and some things I was going through. And uh, he looked at me. He said, uh, Ethan, he says, believe it or not, I struggle with the exact same things. Dude, like, you're old. Like, no way you struggle with this, you know? That's what I, was, I didn't say that out loud, but that's what I was thinking, right? I was like, no way. And he's like, yeah, I, I, I still struggle with, with these exact same things. He goes, but let's walk through this together, right? And I love that. I'll never forget that. And I'll never forget this guy. I was like, there's no way this guy struggles. Like, I'm a young 20-year-old guy. He's like an old man, Right? But the truth is, is we all deal with the same things. You may think no one is dealing with what I'm dealing with. But let me tell you, you are seated in a congregation of people, of an opportunity to be in community with. To do is just that man told me that day. He said, Ethan, let's walk through this together. That's what God wants to do in your life this year. He wants to put someone in your life that you can walk through these struggles together with. Who are you going to open up to this year? Who is that person? Who is that person in your life that you can be real with, that you can walk through life with together? God wants to bring that person in your life. We all want to be loved, but God wants to use you, and he wants to use me to be loved to the people around us. Amen? Question number five. Where does my mind wander off to when I'm all alone? Stay with me here because you're like, where is he going with this question? Stay with me here. Where does my mind wander off to when I'm all alone? I love this question. Think about it. Where does your mind go to when you're exhausted, when you're by yourself? What, is, what are the thoughts that the enemy starts putting in your mind? There's this quote. It says, the longer we allow ourselves to sit in these thoughts, the sooner these thoughts become actions, Right? The longer we allow ourselves to sit in the lies that the enemy puts in your mind, the longer you allow yourself to think of these different temptations, the longer men, that you, the salt water like I was mentioning earlier, right? The thing that will meet the need for a moment, but in the end will just leave you more thirsty, right? The more that the enemy continues to put these thoughts in, the longer we allow them to sit in our minds, the sooner these thoughts will become actions. Women... The lies, right, that I'm not beautiful, that I'm not worthy, that I'm not good enough, that I don't have what it takes. The longer you allow these thoughts to sit in your mind, it will change the way you live. Men, the longer you allow these thoughts of what success is or what greatness is or how I will actually have respect, these lies that the enemy puts in our mind, right, that this is where I have to be to earn respect or this is what I have to do to be considered great. The longer we this is what the enemy does, it changes the way we live. I love this verse, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. We demolish arguments and every pretension that set itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We have to take this year will be an amazing year. It'll be your best year yet. That when the enemy comes and he puts these thoughts in your mind of what you need, that we take those thoughts captive that we erase those thoughts every day when they come into our hearts and our minds. We erase, we say, that is a lie, that is not truth, and we fill our hearts and minds with truth today. Because the longer we continue these thoughts into our minds, the thinner these thoughts will become actions, amen? Question number six. I love this question. It says, whose race am I running today? Whose race? am I running today? Whose race have you been running your entire life? Whose race? Have you been running the race that God has called you to run? Have you been running a race based upon what your dad wants you to do? Have you been running a race based upon what your mom wants you to do? Have you been running a race because you're trying to keep up with the Joneses to your next door neighbor so you're running this race every day to fit in, to be loved? Whose race are you running today? God has a unique plan and purpose for every person in this room. He has designed you for greatness, but we have to run our race. Matthew twenty twenty five through 28. I love this story. Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Read this with me. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. All right, so this, they're walking down Jesus with his disciples. They're on this journey, right? They're on this pathway, and they're talking about greatness, the pathway to greatness. And Jesus, he's talking about these rulers of the land who we today or back then, they would see these rulers, they had the mansions, they had all the stuff, and we would say, those people are great. Those people are successful, right? And Jesus says, if you want to be great, you must be servant of all. If you want to be first, you must be last. And to demonstrate this right now, I'm going to invite four people out on the stage right now. Would you guys give these guys a little round of applause? All right. All right. So these are four fictitious characters that I have here. This is a a story that we're going to do. And um, two of them did it last service, but two of them, it's their first time. So I don't think you guys have a clue what's about to happen. Um, But you're going to be person number one. Person number one, what's your name? Hans. His name is Hans. With an H. With an H. (laughs) Person number one, Hans. Person number two, your name is? Andrew. 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 My boy, Andrew. Person number three? Kaylin. Kaylin. Person number four? Aaron. Aaron. All right, so back to person number one. Can you guys make some noise for person number one Hans here? I don't know if you guys know how much work he puts in, like for New Year's Eve, for Sunday mornings to make the music happen. This guy is the backbone to this worship team. He's an awesome guy. Um, But right now, right now you're going to be, not that person, all right? (laughs) Person number one here, all right? This person is, he's got it, right? He's the person that the world views as successful. He's got all the stuff. He's got the accolades. He's been known. He's known he's got more followers than you and I all of us combined on Instagram. He has made it to the top, right? He is there. He's got the success. He's got the cars. He's got the house. Everyone looks at him. He's like, that guy, He's successful. He's grinding every day. He's got to make it happen, right? Person number two here, Andrew, you're fictitious. You look to person number one every day and you say, that's success, all right? That's where I want to be one day. That's the pathway to greatness is wherever he's at, that's where I want to be, all right? Person number three, the female of the group, you've been coming to Harborside for a little bit starting to hear the gospel, starting to hear the word of God, it's starting to get in you, and your life is changing. It's new, right? All this stuff is new, so you're still questioning whether this is great or whether this is great, whether i got to live a life of serving or if I need to live a life of trying to make it happen for myself, right? All right? Now, person number four, my man Aaron. do You guys make some noise for him. He crushed it this morning leading. I get in, I was... I was backstage like trying to prep for my message. Then I heard him leaning. I was like, just put this down. Let's, let's do this, right? Person number four, you have realized, right, that it's in giving that you receive. Your life is about service. It's about building not a kingdom on this earth, but it's about building a kingdom in heaven. So you live every day saying, Christ, whatever you want to do through me today, I'm yours. I'm your guy, all right? So you guys played the game follow the leader before? okay, as kids, so what, I need you to just just walk around, and you guys follow him, all right, just make a little path, all right, so we got person number one in the lead here, right, he's first, everyone knows, right, in the world, you look at this guy, he's first, he's in the first of the line, he's got the stuff, he's got the wife, he's got the cars, he's continuing every day to grind, to make it to this one place for one day, where he'll be content, and he'll be happy, Just, just keep going, all right, just keep on going, right? And he thinks that one day, right, he's going to arrive at contentment, but he's getting exhausted, right? He's exhausted, and he's tired, so he works even harder to try and get more stuff. He works even harder, but what he doesn't realize, that contentment isn't found in a place. Contentment is found in a per- person, and that person is Jesus, right? And so he continues to go, he continues to grind, and here's what I want you guys to know, that God never denies this man's desire to be great. He doesn't ever deny. He never denies any of our desires to be great because God placed that man's desires to be great. What God does is you can stop. God simply reroutes the pathway to greatness. All right? So now I need you to to go first. He says the first will be last. The last will be First. He says, person number one, right? He knows that he's not trying to build a kingdom on this earth. He's trying to build God's kingdom every day, right? He's humbling himself before God every day. He knows, God, that if I want to reach the heavens, first every day my knees have to hit the ground, right? He knows that if he wants to be great this year, he needs to serve the least of these, like that scripture says. That he's not looking to be marketed by man. He's looking to be marked by God. All right, this is person number one. He's living his life for others. You guys can, can stop. Would you guys make some noise for our, our four people here? Good work. Do you guys see that? Does that make sense to you? I love this because it's so backwards the kingdom of God. It's when you give, you receive. When you lose your life, you find it. When you humble yourself, you're exalted. Right, and this year, God, He doesn't deny your desire to be great. He just says a lot of us, myself included, we didn't know the pathway to greatness because we're looking at what the world says is great, and just to just to just to clarify, person number four, the the person that was living a life of service, doesn't mean that person's poor. That can be one of the richest people you and I know, but they don't live their life holding on to their stuff. They're living their life with their hands wide open, right? Our opportunity is to give our life. I love this quote. True greatness is to serve unnoticed and to work unseen. True greatness is to work unnoticed and to serve unseen. It's to not let your right hand know what your left hand is giving, right? It's to love your neighbors, not wanting anything in return to them but just to be loved to them. God wants this to be your best year yet. But as question number one. Today, have I truly connected with my heavenly father? We've got to ask ourselves that every day. Apart from him, you can do nothing. Apart from him, you can do absolutely nothing. Question number two. Today, have I invited Jesus to walk me through my past so that he can heal my heart for the future? Because God wants to take the pain in your life. He wants you to present it before him, and eventually your pain will become your platform. Question number three, have I taken every precaution to eliminate the opportunity to sin in my life today? The enemy wants us to be your worst you yet, Right? He wants you to continue to stumble and fall. He wants you to continue to put yourself in these bad environments. You and I, we can't eliminate sin from this world, but we can eliminate the opportunities to sin, right? Question number four. Who will I be vulnerable with today and hope to open up to with what I'm truly going through? God wants to love you, and he wants to use people in your life to do it. But you have to open up. I can't wait to see what God's going to do in this community this year when we walk together, just like I was sharing with that older guy. He said, Ethan, I still struggle with that, but let's walk through that together. That's our opportunity. Question number five, where does my mind wander off to when I'm all alone? When we're all alone, the enemy wants to attack you. He wants to fill your thoughts, and the longer you allow these thoughts in your mind, the sooner these thoughts become actions. 2 Corinthians 10.5, we've got to take captive Every thought. And the last question, whose race am I running today? True greatness is to serve unnoticed until work unseen. God wants to do great things in your life this year. This is going to be the best year yet. I want to invite you guys to ask yourself these questions every day and get ready for what God's going to do. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity today, for you to speak. God, for you to deliver your truth into the hearts of people here. God, prepare us for this to be our best year ever, for us to be so connected to you. God, apart from you, God, we can do nothing. Apart from you, God, I can do nothing. God, I pray that you would invite us, Lord, that you would lead us through our past, Lord, so that you can heal our heart for the future. God, that you would help us, give us strength to take every precaution to eliminate the opportunity to sin. God, that you would show us who to be vulnerable with this year, who we, can we walk with this year. God, and for when our minds wander, Lord, that we would not allow our thoughts just to fester into these things that soon enough will become actions, but for us to take captive. And God, help us to run our race. God, help me to run my race. Help every person in this room to run the race that you have called them to. God, we give this year. We dedicate it to you. In Jesus' name, amen.